What's up? Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you too. So Tyler and which one? I'm Tyler. Tyler. Yep. Nice to meet you, Larry. Larry. Yep. Nice to meet you guys. What up, Mike? What's up, dude? Yo, I'm gonna have to like up my my art game on my walls and shit. I feel like every time we, we interview somebody, they always have like sick art in the background. And, and I'm just like fucking just got like lame shit in the background. Dude, just, just wait. Quite lame. I see. I see JN just chimed in. Watch how good his camera is. He's got like a fucking 4K like, <laughs> live stream camera. Dude, watch. It's so does. good. <laughs> What's That's up, awesome. Dude? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Just makes us look all, all other. We're all just trash compared to him. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Belongs in the trash. We wouldn't expect anything less from a photographer. You know, I gotta try I, sometimes. Oh, yeah, it's like auto. It's like auto focusing almost. It's like when he gets closer to the camera, it just, just finds it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some like, nice depth of field. Thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta try because I have this setup. But then when I have it on this one, it's like it's a mess this way. For so sure. I got. <laughs> Are you wait? So do you do you make music too? I see a keyboard there. Yeah, so I started last year. I don't have any sort of musical training. I've never played an instrument, but like I'm a huge just music fan. Like, you know, I, I listen to more music than anyone I know, like my whole life. And then once quarantine started, I was like, you know what, I have time. Like, let me just see if I can do any sort of, you know, anything with music. So I started practicing keyboard a ton, started learning like music theory and sound design. And yeah, it's been fun. I'm not like an expert by any means, but it's, it's something that I enjoy doing. Yeah, dude, it's weird because I, when I, I used to make a lot of music back in the day, and then I realized I was like, damn, I really suck at this shit. So that's when I decided to like dude, switch, switch over and make images because I was like, oh, this is way easier. But like, <laughs> I grew up playing music, but could never like conceptually put a whole song together. So yeah, that's why I switched over to making art. It was just way easier. Yeah, I think that's the tough part too, like putting a story together in a song. That's like you know, like I can make a a bunch of really dope loops exactly like how do you develop that and like you know it's not a story you're just like yeah anyone can make a cool loop uh but like developing you know story through sound is like something that's very difficult to do yeah you just you kind of have to just have like a knack for it you know mm -hmm. like kind of innate talent it's I, I watched like did you guys end up watching disclosure do that um like they twitch yeah, that Twitch stream where they had... I haven't seen it. I didn't dude, see it. you got to watch it. I know. It's, I want to watch it's it. It's amazing. Yeah, those guys, like, dude, it's just how, how quickly they can put together a song. It blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, all about, yeah. like, musicians think, like, I, I showed, you know, one of our pieces to a friend because I was trying to do sound design. And I'm like, well, you know, I had these ideas and I showed him the thing. And then he's like, well, then you can use these synths to represent the waves. And then if you take off the, you know, something off the top end and use reverbs and the drops will make this like sound that is equates to the paint. And I'm like, <laughs> like the metaphors that they come up with through like sound. It's that meme where it's, it's like, like yeah. yeah. And I'm just Alan. like, what are you saying? I was like, you know, I was thinking of like an arpeggiated synth or something. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so where are you guys based? Are you guys all like in the same hood? Technically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're on the North Shore, north of Boston, right. so in the same little nook. Yeah, me and Larry grew up together. We actually went to elementary school together, and then Tyler moved here. I don't know, what's it been, like, seven or eight years since you've been here? Yep, yeah. yep. Yep, and we got, like, a crew in this area, and they're, they're collectors now. They're big time into buying shit, so, yeah, now we just started a podcast. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, That's dude. Awesome. 
Yeah. It's kind of just like, um, you know, starting out collectors, like the questions that they might have, we're trying to learn too. So like, it's kind of cool to hear it through the artist's perspectives and to hear you guys, you know, banter on about the industry and, you know, different art styles and stuff is really fascinating to us and hopefully to listeners as well. Yeah, I yeah. found I found myself inevitably hitting up artists and obviously knowing being in because of Mike and buying his stuff and then finding other people. You know, I found myself just reaching out in general. So, yeah, this is something we're excited to just be able to have an open line with you guys and get some insight. Yeah. It's, it's invaluable stuff. Yeah, it's like it's funny because like um, I mean, this gets brought up a lot, but it's like this industry where you have like a direct line to people. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not just like some gallery that's like kind of like blocking it because i come from like the traditional art world and it's like someone will be like oh your piece just sold and i'll be like oh cool to who and they're like someone in music in la you know and they're like very vague <laughs> about it and you're just like who and they're like we like to keep it you know because they don't want you to go around their back and like go do something directly with them and you know a lot of times then i find out it's like someone i already knew and i'm just like why don't you just tell me that like somebody hit me up you know? <laughs> um but this way it's funny because it's just like you said like i mean you can just DM an artist or you can like respond on Twitter and you know what I mean? Like, and I think especially the NFT artists were, it's not like a musician or something like that. That's like on tour. It's like, we, we are like in this world already on our computers. So we're, or like on our phones. So we're like already here. So we're, we're going to respond a lot faster. And I think that's helped drive like the industry as well, because I mean, dude, I talked to uh, JN like a million times a day and slime Sunday we're just already on our computers and phones and just like constantly connected to like the digital world. And so we're like way faster at responding than like, you know, a musician might be or something. So, cause this is our like work, you know what I mean? Right. Instant feedback right online. It's where the collection is these days too. So it's like all contained there. Yeah. And then it like the fact that, you know, there is this direct relationship between collectors and artists kind of like promotes the whole industry because, you you know, like Ryan, you know, these secret deals, those people, you know, might have it in their house. They might show a few of their friends. Whereas like all of these collectors are like flexing, you know, or like, yeah, I have this. This is my one of one. Like, look at my collection. Like, this is my list of like collections across all marketplaces. And it creates like this competitive nature between collectors. The collectors are like just as cool as the the artists, if not. hundred percent. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. They That's been like, like my, the like, most like, fascinating thing to me. Yeah, it's like the community well, of collectors and how they all get along. Okay, we all have like these stupid monikers like Slime Sunday and Thank You X and J and <laughs> like you know what I mean like like whereas and then they have ones like Illustrator and Eight 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 and Whale Shark. You know what I mean? It's like they're just so the crazy. same. They're just as silly as we are. So it's like if we all like get each other. It's funny it's and like I was like Eight 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 sent me a DM the other day. Oh and, God! Uh, I was like. So like, what do I call you? Eight eight eight. And he's like, Yes, I prefer eight eight. I'm like, All right. Like, I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, <laughs> I've heard people call him triple eight as well. I was thinking triple. Triple eight. Yeah. Triple eight. Eight eight eight. I don't know. A. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, I mean, I don't want to say like he's a cool guy. Cause like, is it a girl? Is it a guy? Who knows? Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I think he wants to remain anonymous. He or she. Yeah, he does. And then like we have a Telegram group with JN, and everyone has like a nickname in there as well. So it's it's just funny, mm-hmm. like. Um, people who are like not even like whale level collectors but like heavy into it still they all have nicknames it's very funny yeah man the monikers are the best sometimes the best part especially in bidding wars and shit it's like and especially (laughs) when you don't know who a person is and they come in all the time who the fuck is this guy and they just and then all of a sudden it'll be like 
Yeah, and then like when you see like a regular name, it's like uh, Sean Bid. You know, <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, Sean. Name. <laughs> yeah, you you start to think that Sean's the weirdo. <laughs> right, we're all the fucking weirdos. I saw in the Grimes drop, someone had the name like uh, Elon Musk ass hair or something, and he was like winning <laughs> the auction at one point. It was wild. <laughs> I think it was Elon Musk's anus, right? Yes, it even was. better. Yeah. So um, I know a guy who just put up a foundation uh, NFT that is a, a close-up of Elon Musk's um, butthole. <laughs> no fucking way. I'm going to send it yeah. to you. Um, JN, you saw it, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> there was a bunch of us just reading the chat live. And you see, like, Elon Musk's butthole. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Here I am. I, I'm surprised I haven't heard about this yet. I'm going to find it. I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, so you guys, you guys got a uh, big drop coming up next week. Yeah, um, I'm stoked. Yeah, you guys want to talk about that a little bit? I've I haven't even seen previews yet, so I'm excited. Sure. To know. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Jn, should I drop the the Dropbox link so they can see it? I saw the uh, I saw the bridge shot. I think that's one of the promos, right? The trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah. the one that I retweeted is the only thing I saw. Everything else, I haven't seen. Yeah, so I mean, we're super excited about this. We, we've been like going back and forth pretty much since our, our last drop. And even before then, we were kind of like talking about, you know, what would a part two look like? And, yeah, like I mean, as, been... as we were making the last one, it was like, we're, we're already talking about it for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, we had a lot of ideas, but at the end of the day, like, you know, the first one paid homage to like New York, obviously, because, you know, it was a really crazy year for everyone. And New York, I think, was one of like those cities that, you know, came through and, you know, showed resilience and, you know, we wanted to kind of like honor that through, you know, my work and, and his work. Uh, and we were like, you know, super happy with those results. Uh, and we kind of, you know, talked about different concepts and we really liked this idea of just like showing gratitude for, you know, cities that meant a lot to both of us. And, you know, just like brainstorming, like what, you know, cities do I have a lot of really cool photos in, cities that we both visit all the time and we both have personal connections to. And it was funny because we were like, I was like, well, I've been on all these road trips and these are photos that I like really like from like all over the country. And even though the photos are like beautiful, you know, we, we didn't really establish that like mutual connection to any other place uh, except the, the city which we chose. And I don't know, Ryan, you want to take yeah, it from there? So, so this one all takes place in Miami. So Miami for me is huge because of um, like Art Basel obviously is like, you know, very important to my career every year. I have like a big event um, at Art Basel. So and then it wasn't able to happen this year, obviously, because of COVID. And then, yeah, just like, I mean, it's also just such an international city. And um, the, the tie to like crypto and all that stuff um, is very relevant there now. And that would, you know, we're both paying attention to all that stuff. And then Jose has like a big tie as well to Miami, which I'll let you explain. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as he said, Miami something like, it's kind of like funny because it's kind of like a triangulated spot where, you know, we're both there frequently, you know, Ryan, because of art. Uh, me, I go there a lot because um, a lot of like the Venezuelan diaspora has like moved to Miami. So they have like a, you know, it's kind of like the, the place in the U.S. where I personally encounter the most Venezuelan people and the Venezuelan culture. And, you know, like uh, I moved here uh, from Venezuela when I was 11. And I haven't like, gotten, you know, to go back too many times just because of like the situation over there and just like personal things. Uh, so that's like a place where I always kind of feel at home and it's kind of like I'm closer to home. So it's like a city that's very special for me, you know, because of the culture and all of these things. And then as Ryan said, the fact that, you know, now it's becoming like a leading hub for art, first of all, uh, but also blockchain, you know, they're, the mayor over there is like one of the biggest proponents and he's one of those people that like 
truly understand the potential of like blockchain implementation on like a larger scale. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's the perfect like story of what's actually happening right now between like the blockchain and art and even like their, their big music scene that they have there. So it's like, like we both love music, but we're not necessarily like, you know, blah or anything, but like we have, <laughs> we both have like strong ties to there. And it just made so much sense that like what's happening is like very, you know, Miami right now. Yeah. And then just conceptually, you know, in the first series we had, you know, the, the cubes kind of like flowing through New York. So we wanted kind of like a, a transition piece to say, you know, like we're leaving the cubes and the, the cubes are leaving, leaving the city. Uh, so that's what the, the bridge one represents. And, you know, the first series had a piece that was, you know, one angle of the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, and then for me personally, I just have so many connections to, to the bridge because like when I was first, you know, going around New York, it was one of the first places where like, and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, it's kind of like cliche, but if you've never like caught either a sunrise at the Brooklyn Bridge or have been there like on a, you know, super crazy foggy night, like those are like almost transcendent experiences for me. Like when I'm there and it's like, no one's there and it's just like crazy fog or, you know, it's five in the morning, the summertime and no one's there. And you have like the whole bridge to yourself. I think it like represents a lot of like the great things about New York. Uh, so we wanted this bridge piece to, to kind of, you know, uh, translate the narrative into Miami. So that's why you have the cubes coming down and at the end to kind of like break into liquid. Yeah. And also too, like, like what we had talked about is like New York is a very like cubed city. Like everything is like block square, you know? So like that felt very fitting when we did the cubes there, I paint cube patterns all over and stuff. So like, that was kind of why we did it. And the tie with like the feeling of the cube is also like a building vibe. And then we were thinking like, well, let's change it up. Like, Miami isn't as just like square as New York. And then we we're like, oh, well, like let's let's make it paint. And like, so they turn to paint, like, and it's more of like an abstract feeling, which is kind of like the art phase I'm in. You know, I was doing a lot of geometric patterns, then more like full abstract from there. And so we took JN's photos and just splashed paint through the city basically um, because of just like, you're at the beach, like it's very fluid, you know, um, it fit more with like the narrative on that. If you want, I will share the screen and play you a couple of the pieces. Yeah, for sure. I would love cool. to see him. Nah, don't bother. <laughs> you have to- that bridge piece is sick though, like from a literal and figurative. figurative. <laughs> we thought we were like, oh my God, like, cause at first we were just going to just only do Miami. And we were like, well, why don't we have the cubes leaving? And then it was like, like it's a bridge. The The piece itself is a bridge. Like, a, and then, it's on a literal bridge. So it's like, yeah, like this, yeah. this is too perfect. <laughs> yeah. You're bridging the bridge. Can you guys see that? Oh yeah. Yep. All right. I'm trying to move this shit out of the way. And this is the transition piece from the yeah, first exactly. collection to the second collection. Yeah. yeah. We also wanted like, you know, there, there's a lot of pieces I feel that show like crazy, you know, they're very complex and, you know, have a lot of elements and we wanted ours. I think what's cool about ours is that they're so different and there's just things that you can just kind of like leave mm looping in the background and just be like you know something that, that that's not kind of like in your face but just something that's like very uh minimal in terms of like animation or like story you know yeah that's be, i'm just like really cool for displaying right because what you're saying is it would kind of look like regular physical art if it just caught your eye but then you're like oh something small is moving i something think that's moving. really cool yeah 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 so we wanted to do just very subtle things where it like plays on that concept of like you know it still being photography, but having like a, an extra element to you're like, oh, whoa, this is like kind of interesting. 
All right, I'm going to just show you guys all of them because I'm excited. Yeah, and then obviously these will, you know, loop on uh, seamlessly. So every, everything is kind of like a perfect loop. So you can just kind of like get lost and, and stare at the piece. That first one is, is open edition. And then this one's also an open edition. I like the Ethereum flag at the top of the bridge. So it's like, yeah, we changed it out. Um, it's fine. There's like a bunch of little Easter eggs. Yeah, you'll see. We're going to take you guys down the... a journey really quick. We're excited. <laughs> so who does the 3D modeling? Because I know, Jay, um, you're the photographer, and Ryan, we've seen your work with the large mural pieces and, and the block stuff, uh, you know, doing physical art paintings. I'm yeah. just uh, curious on how you guys collaborate and, you know, mesh everything together. Yeah, I mean, it's both of us, and then uh, we, we have a, an animator that helps us with stuff, and I do stuff in 3D and send it to him, and then he animates it for us. I'm not it's crazy because like, Ryan, like... I mean, the, the stuff you were showing me, you were like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of just learning. And then you'd show me, like, with the earlier concepts yeah. uh, in particular. And I'm, like, I have such, like, an itch because some of the, like, I have these amazing, amazing photos that I shot in the, in the desert. And when we were, like, consulting, you know, and, and sketching ideas, oh. I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I just opened it up and, and, you know, whatever program he said. And then he just showed me this, like, crazy piece of paint flowing through the desert and i was like whoa like what the hell is this like i didn't know you could do this <laughs> well I, basically I, I started messing with uh 3d like end of last year and um i was taking like online classes for uh cinema because I, I just wanted to like know more about the space and like understand it but yeah like one of my one of my buddies um helps me actually do like the animation elements for it um he's he's like way better at it than i am but it's like when you go to a tattoo artist and you like draw your tattoo and then you hand uh, it to them because you're like, you'll make it how it's supposed to be. It's a fun process. And yeah, it's very collaborative. Okay, I'm going to try this again. Um, I think Cinema 4D is definitely like the most user-friendly 3D platform, you know, comparable to all the other ones. I don't know if you've ever checked out like Grayscale Gorilla, but those dudes mm -hmm. are awesome at teaching yeah. Cinema 4D. Yeah, actually... Um, they were one of the people that like when I was first starting, I I think slime, I was talking, I, I can't remember someone in the group recommended them to me, but I, maybe it was you. Whoa. That looks fun. Okay, here we go. Is this the open? Can you see this? Yo. Oh yeah. yeah. That's sick. It might be compressed <laughs> a little bit because of telegram, but no, but we, get it. Just, we know where it's yeah. going to look like. Oh man. Oh, so it loops through that photo. Oh, uh, that's, that's clean yeah. and this one has a lot of like kind of reminds me of like the the red room yeah it's like a nod that's why we did the cubes pattern instead of the instead of the other pattern but same colors of the carpet right it's like the blood that comes out of the elevator and then the blood elevator yeah but paint instead and then it's just like a, yeah in the sloop but like and <laughs> then if you look at the side sick. there's like his photo and then some paintings oh yeah mine. and then on the very end this is a little secret. Well, actually, I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. You guys have to find it. But there's All little right. Easter eggs here and there. All right. That's that one. And then here's our silent. Mm. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's what's up, dude. That's Miami oh. right there. Yeah, because it's like a beautiful day. Then all of a sudden, it's raining. But it's like yeah. 80 degrees, you know, like Damn, South Beach these colors. Trans these transitions are so clean. Oh, yeah, yeah, the close-up yeah. element, the, the, the lens uh, shift helped a lot on that. That's like the loop yeah. for that one. Super clean. Um, yeah. So you guys are using your paintings in all of these, right? Or, or textures mm -hmm. from your paintings. Are 100%. You like, are you scanning those digitally, taking photos of them? Or Both. how does that yeah. work? Yeah. 
it's both yeah it's like i'm scanning them high res taking i mostly high res photos and yeah then we just overlay them on like the animation and so like every even like paint splatter you see the original painting is like overlaid onto the paint so it's not just like a random blue or red or green you know whatever it's like that each one of those like like even when the the flood is coming through the hallway that's one of my paintings oh like overlaid onto it basically on the liquid sim that's um, and it, yeah just like we we just didn't want it to be something where it's like okay put red here and you know like um we it wanted to you be guys like, together yeah uh, exactly yeah. and we wanted it to be like like very much him uh, jose and then very much me and like instantly noticeable um so yeah and then this one is our our one of one yo that's sick that's gonna crush and so did you got so is this like did you guys like build this in 3d so like is it yeah so oh, basically no. with this one it's a photo it's a real photo. like all these are from real photos and then but yeah we had to build out elements of the lifeguard tower yeah um, in 3d just so that there was something to like drip off from and like things like that. You have to like kind of make, you know, the floor, but yeah, it all stems from like the photo and we just like layer and layer and layer and layer. And then, yeah, yeah. then take, then take like out the three three 3d model so that just the paint lives there. But yeah, so that's it. We have four pieces. Hell yeah. Actually, dude. All of them, Those are yeah. sick, man. I was the that's going to crush. Yeah, March dude. 11th. Yeah. Next Thursday, oh, so right? One, so one yeah. Next Thursday for us. Sick yeah, yeah we're, we're so freaking stoked man like we've been it's so funny because i feel like just jan and i have been like working on this for so long and then just like hyping everybody else's drops up and like working with the community and like just yep. like sitting on the sidelines just being like okay like we're up we're up you know like, <laughs> <doing> <laughs> you so hard like, oh, man yeah and i think that uh oh my god and i'm so happy for stefan uh, today like unreal oh it. my gosh dude yeah unreal. I saw your bid. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I had to kick it off. I was like, some guy bid like $100. I was like, get out of here. And then freaking Bill, I go $2,000. He's like, no, $5,000. And then like he texted me. He's like, well, that escalated quickly. because He was up like 15 I think he put in. Yeah, I tried to bid 6 k And then it was like bid not accepted. I looked and it was up to 15 k Yeah. But that's great. I mean, that's what's so fucking cool about this community. Because like we're all bidding on each other's stuff and like i i don't know the last time i went to an art like an art show where like another artist was buying my art you know it was always like maybe they bought a print or something or we traded art but like it's not like how it is now like it's so it's so cool and supportive and um i it's been so rad like getting to know everybody in the community and yeah i'm just i'm so like nervous i don't know why like i'm so nervous about this drop and i feel like really? people keep telling us yeah just people keep telling us like it's going to be a certain way. And I just like, don't want to think of it that way. And I feel like there's like expectations and like people are coming in and like, you know, putting like 20 pieces on their paint on a nifty drop. And I'm just like, Holy shit. Like we have four, like we're trying to keep it scarce to our, <laughs> yeah. and like respect our respect, like the, the art. And that's not a diss to anyone. It's just that like, we're trying to keep it scarce for like our collectors and like kind of like long-term. Yeah. So we are like, let's just, cause last time we did four, this time we're doing four. So like, we just wanted to keep it consistent with that. Um, yeah, we're do, we're going to do four as well. So we have, we're doing yeah. the same, basically the same as you, you know, keeping it, keeping it limited. Um, I think it's smart, you know, like you don't want to release too much. You want to release just the right amount. And I think four is like a really solid number, but yeah, I've seen people do a lot more too. It's crazy. I mean, it's really yeah. just whatever you want. Basically there's no, there's no rules. There's no there rules. Anymore, no man. rules. 
And that's what's that's what's also cool. You know, it's like scary and cool. But yeah, the scarcity yeah, just, factor is really something that we talk about a lot on here because it's like the prolific artists. Like, how long can you really keep that up and keep the collectors happy as well? And then you know, not depreciate too much by just having so much stuff out there. And you're really thinking about this long term, like years from now, continuing doing this and keeping the collection, you know, tight. It makes sense. Yeah, as well as the physical world for me, you know, because like I come from making paintings and like if I made a hundred paintings a year, they become, you know, less special because then anyone can get one. And so I've just always kind of been in that that mindset of keep it scarce and drive the value over time and not like overdo it because there's so many people that I know as artists that just like put another piece out, another piece, another piece, like and just like they sell so much that it kind of ends up becoming like quantity over quality you know, people start to like, it starts to like lose its shine. If it's just like every week, there's a new thing, you know? So um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Something about keeping it special for sure. sure. I've definitely felt like, you know, coming from my background, which is obviously just producing as much content as possible on Instagram, you know, like for a while, mm -hmm. I would say for about four years, maybe even five years, I was doing a post every single day. And like, I noticed that like the quality of my work definitely wasn't as good as it could be because I'm just trying to fit everything in in one day and, you know, nod to people who's still doing that day after day. But I just, I just felt like, especially coming into this space, stuff is like slowed down that I can take more time on my work and be more confident about what I release instead of just trying to crank shit out every, you know, every day and just get it done. So that's what I, that's what I like about this space is it's giving me, it's stressful, like, figuring out what you're going to do for drops and shit but it's also like more relaxing making the art like the, there's there's other shit that's stressing me out more than the art is usually it's the other way around with making the art is stressful <laughs> i think it's all stressful i think anytime you have a deadline like okay everything has to be in by this date it scares you as an artist because you want it to be like perfect and how you want it but like and you just you always know that like if i only had that extra week or something you know what i mean like so that's always kind of in the back of me and Jan's head for sure. Yeah. Um, but we've been working on this one for a while. We actually were a little late turning it in, but, um, and it was so funny. We're so like, I think because, uh, and dude, you're the same way, Mike, like we did this, uh, like last year, you know? So like last year, I don't know how you turned in assets before, but before it was literally just like emailing yeah. Tommy, like a very yeah. casual email being like, here's a Dropbox link with these four pieces, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. and then like, I like, like everything two days before or something like that. yeah like uh, hey dude like maybe four couple days late like is that cool like and he's like yeah no stress like we got it and then like now it's like this submission form and like all this stuff and I was like oh so I, I like emailed it to them just like how I used to or how we did last yeah. time and they're like hey guys like so we're a little bit more formal now like gotta fill out this form and like blah, 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 blah. and I was like oh my god and our mutual friend Chris um who introduced us and like is actually kind of like the reason like the person who like brought me into this space, he like helps us out with like kind of, we, we call him dad. Like he helps us out with like, you know, like with everything with life administrative kind of like things. <laughs> um, and we're just like, Hey dad, uh, can you fill this form out for us? Like they're telling us it's mm -hmm. like, and he's just like, geez, remember the wild west when we would just like email a couple of links to them and they'd be fine, you know? And now it's like, I have to like, look at how the format of like, okay, number one is an oh. open edition for this mode. And, da, 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 da. and I'm just like, the good old days but i mean i it's so crazy how much I, obviously the, i know they had to not just be like diy forever you know and then with the volume and i just imagine like everything that they're the submissions and everything that they're getting it's like 
they have to become more of like a real business, you know? So makes yeah, sense. I mean, we're definitely a bit late on this one. We still have one more mm-hmm. open edition to do. So it's like, hopefully we're going to get it in by tomorrow, but we'll, we'll see. Um, when is your drop? It's the day after yours. Oh shit, dude. Ooh. You got to turn that shit in. I know. Dude. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. Justin's uh, going to get me the audio. Oh my God, dude. Ashley kept like messaging me being like, Hey, like I, I haven't seen the assets come in yet. And I'm like, Oh, um, hold on. I just kept it like in our render crashed. And I was just like, oh, I set fuck. it for like an overnight render. And it was just like, it crashed of course. Cause of course like it did. Two hours in. Yeah. And I like, you know, it was, so we had to like change it up and, but actually it was funny. Cause like then we noticed, <laughs> noticed something that we wanted to change, which actually like made the entire piece insanely different with like, it was like an element that we added in the rain scene and it just like it actually we were all kind of like holy shit i'm so glad that happened because yeah this is better yeah because what i was able to do at that point i was just like well it's late so you know whatever and they were kind of like (laughs) okay fine like just get it in by like 8 p.m tonight and this was like 8 a.m and i was like oh shit i thought they were gonna say like 10 a.m you know like and so i was like oh well now we have like a little bit of time you know so so we were able to fine-tune a little thing and um it ended up working out of course jay and i'm sure you feel the same wish we would have had like another week maybe to work on it, but uh, we're, we're always going to be like, we're that, so no happy with it, yeah, yeah we sure. fucking love it. So we're how, already working how, on the next one. I think we're both kind of working on different stuff. You know, I yeah, think you like got, after you the, a solo drop coming up, right? Yeah. I'm going to do a solo drop and then JN you're doing a solo drop uh, somewhere, right? Where are you doing it? He's got all the well, secret stuff going on. Yeah. So I have ideas for what I like. I, I know what I want to do for my solo stuff. I don't have a date with anyone but most of all i have so i started this like artist collective last year over the summer uh called animus and it's funny because a lot of people see me as like this photographer who like you know did his first thing and only drop really in december with with ryan but like as a collective we've been doing stuff with like a ton of DeFi crypto projects since like early last summer where we've been making nfts for a lot of different projects with incentives and, and different collabs between like you know meme and badger and all these like like a little more uh, hardcore uh, crypto projects. So with this collective, we have actually like three projects planned. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because it's like a lot of really good friends and like amazing artists. And we're all kind of like figuring out how to tackle these from like a a group collaborative project, right? And everyone's so used to like doing things on their own or maybe even like, you know, two people, how many times I think of it like a music, right? You got the solo stuff and you might get like a duo rapping or whatever, but then like how many times do you see a really crazy posse cut, right? Like some Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang shit. <laughs> so I'm trying to be like the Wu-Tang of NFTs and like get a lot of really dope artists and, you know, have something that we can all work on together. So we have uh, two really uh, dope drops that we've been working on. So that's kind of been like my, you know, my other focus before doing any of my solo stuff, which I know what I want to do. And what, you know, what I want to do will will involve a lot of the other mediums that I enjoy. Cause you know, like I make music, I make a lot of like math art, like fractal stuff. Um, And it's something that like I haven't shared much of. So, you know, I have some ideas as to how I can incorporate everything, but. Yeah. Yeah, What I think is cool about that too, um, is that you're able to essentially collaborate with yourself, like in a different medium, like whether it's like you're, photography side can collaborate with your music side can collaborate with your uh the fractal art you're making you know what i mean so it's almost like there's you're seeing like a bunch of different sides of jn which i think is cool yeah so that's sick so how did you so how did you two meet in the first place um our friend chris yeah 
Yeah, it was through you a mutual friend. friend, and it's funny. Yeah, it's it's funny because like I've been, you know, I've known Chris for a really long time, and he's been like a, a mentor to me, and, and like just many different like assets of life. And it was one of those that we were both in music, so we like saw each other like all the festivals and all the you know kind of like shows and whenever he went to New York and like all the art basils and South by Southwest. Uh, and he he just knows so many like amazing artists. So he would always tell me about like you know Ryan, and he'd be like, oh yeah, and like this you know my friend Ryan was a like, really dope style. And anytime you know he would just share stuff. So no, it was like super cool, like. Um, I'm very much like I appreciate art so much because for the most part up until recently I was kind of just like an observer right like as a photographer like I do some conceptual shoots and stuff but most of all like my skill is in like observing and capturing moments like you know in a, in a specific way when they need to be captured and like I'm an appreciator of like the world in, in a way so you know when he showed me Ryan stuff I'm like, oh this is amazing and then you know Chris and I all of last year through uh the pandemic we were like chatting every day because we were both like heavy into like the crypto world like you know the <laughs> the hardcore nerdier like like DJ deep stuff. crypto like yeah like yeah, like super deep. deep crypto like yeah like yeah. i have like a thousand telegram chats that are just like purely crypto chats <laughs> like uh, i'm, I'm so, in i'm in i'm in a couple of the chats with him and i'm just like i don't i don't even know what these guys are talking about <laughs> i was like yeah. it's like too far i'm like yeah, I got I got some Bitcoin. I got some <laughs> Ethereum. I got some AMP. Okay, like what? Some Litecoin. Yeah, I, I lost everything in Litecoin in, in like eighteen, but we won't talk <laughs> about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, these guys go deep into crypto. Um, yeah, and then so Chris had hit me up uh, in like September, and he was telling me about NFTs, and um, I he was just like, "Dude, you like have you seen this?" And he like I very much love like the tech world and like startups and I, I'm in with like a lot of like people in that world because they've become my collectors. And I'm always just so fascinated. Like I, I always say that they're artists, like a co-founder or a founder of a tech company is an artist, even if they're like this nerdy coder guy or whatever, because they like, to me, art is like anything that you can make or you have to make something from nothing. And that's art to me. And that's what they do is they build this company. Um, so like him and I have a lot of like parallels in that tech side of world um and he's in music at uh he works at interscope records and we've just been friends for a long time and he's like dude you would love this space it's like it's literally art and tech together and i was like okay that's yeah that's my shit let me let me see what this is about and then he would like send me a podcast of blau you know what i mean and like he would send me like well blau did this or blau you know whatever and so like it was always like kept leading back to to like what you guys were doing i was like Oh, interesting. Like, this is so crazy. I was like, this is kind of like crypto kitties. And he's like, yeah, it's like, you know, whatever. It's basically crypto kitties. It's like, okay, shit. Cause I remember back then I was super fascinated with crypto kitties and my friend and I were like, damn, how do we make something like this? Like, that's crazy. Like, what if we had like, you know, we, we built our own characters and we like brainstormed a shit ton back then. And uh, I remember buying like a, a bunch of like domain names, like blockchain art gallery and like, crypto street art and just like super buzzwordy like yeah i still have them all i'm gonna do something with them i don't know what we should talk um but yeah so like i owned all these like crazy wild like buzzword crypto shit and then he was so he was like telling about this i was like yo this is super awesome like i i don't fully like grasp it yet and then like as it kind of like kept getting more explained and i would listen i gotta just dive deeper and deeper and then he was like yeah i want to introduce you to jose and then um i was like already following jose on instagram because i've just like people posting his shit and he takes all these like amazing photos of like touring musicians and like New York city skyscapes. So we got connected and um, literally just like started a telegram group. And then just, it was like on from there. And then, then like we got linked with nifty 
and nifty was like yo we would love to have you guys like do a drop together it'd be so sick and then yeah the, the rest is kind of like history we just like like every day since then you know us talking all the time but what's funny is that like i was telling someone this earlier like we've never met in person but we're like we're like brothers now That's you know right. what i mean like yeah. yeah because like we literally talk so much and like this is just like that makes so much sense with this world you know what i mean and like mike we've never met in person but we talk like all the time and like that just yeah. is like we are this is the metaverse you know what i mean like we are like <laughs> in these alternate worlds right now where we're all just like avatars of ourselves and so um oh, yeah i don't know weird man it's like i i really i can't i kind of can't wait till till covid's like over and finally we can have like these nft meetups and shit like dude i want to do some like physical shows as well like i think next year is going to be crazy or, or maybe by summer hopefully you know things will start to pick up and we can start doing some really cool stuff um yeah physical events and and stuff like that and i mean just think about like like this space is growing so fast there's going to be like nft conventions and nft like festivals and just things like that like real like in-person ones too i know that there's going to be that shit in the metaverse and like online stuff but like there's going to be like real in-person interactive nft situations and like sure. we're going to be like speakers on the panel or something you know what i mean yeah like, no we've yeah, been here like you know i like, wonder if museum uh, if museum of crypto art will actually open up like a real physical gallery to display like all their because they have so much fucking artwork it's insane yeah like i would love to just walk into like a real gallery and see all that stuff on the wall, you know, in, in like some yeah. displays and stuff, like some good displays. Like that'd be really just like, cool. Dude, imagine seeing like your work just on a huge like LED wall that's like, you know, bigger than life. Uh dude, yeah. That'd yeah, be so uh, cool. I don't know if you if well uh, you guys oh, you just did it. Actually, you, JN just did it, yeah. Yeah. So uh I went to uh Joshua Davis Bray Stations uh you know, one of the places that he does, you know, tech coordination for here in New York. And it's like this, this spot called Zero Space. And you go in there and he has these like 4K LED panels that he like controls. And, and you know, he's like a, a code wizard. But he's like, yeah, just bring like a, a USB drive of like whatever you have any NFTs you may, you know, you may, you may want to show. Uh, so I brought like a bunch of my fractals that I have these like animated fractals. And he like projected them in these like gigantic walls. And it was like, <laughs> It was a spiritual experience for me. I was just like, oh, I was actually just like frozen looking at it. I was like, whoa, like I've never seen anything I've made in this scale with this like clarity. So, you know, and he's like in the scene as well. And he's like, you know, kind of like uh, an innovator and like a, a super OG when it comes to all this stuff. He, he's been years ahead of the curve for a really yeah, long time. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's funny because Slime, like you've been doing like tour visuals, right? Yeah. For, like for so years. long. And like, if you think about like, like how early like if it wasn't for edm rock bands wouldn't have huge led walls now you know what i mean like that's kind of like the core of where this space came from so like and you see that like like edm made it a full experiential element right like it's not just about like going and listening to like someone perform a song it's like there's the the lights there's the, the stage there's the like confetti there's the like huge visuals and so like that's what i think we can do to the art world right like no sure. longer like, should you ever just have four walls with paintings on them? You know what I mean? Like the game has changed and you have to do something to like keep people's attention and like, what's the wow factor, you know? Like, I think that's going to be a huge element. And I think that like this space is that, this space is like, it's it's taking things to the next level. And like yes, what Jay, when I saw what JN was doing- of the of the art world, you know? Like just yeah. moving forward, this is just the next step in, in the process. 
Yeah. And it's just like, I can't wait for like, I mean, I don't want to, you know, shun any galleries, but I just can't wait till they start taking us very seriously and like just fumbling super hard. Like I've talked to so many artists who have had bad experience with gallerists, like not taking them seriously because they are digital artists. And now I see all these people coming into this space and, you know, getting respected. So it's like, this is the next, you know, the next step for art is moving forward is like, you know, I, I think NFTs is kind of bringing light on that. Yeah. And I think like, um, it's funny. Cause like, I know you've, I've said this to you a million times in JN and clubhouse. Like I keep saying like, I, I don't like the term digital artist because like, like we're, we're just artists, you know what I mean? And like, like you don't call David LaChapelle a digital photographer. You don't call Steven Spielberg a digital director, like just because it's shot on digital, you know what I mean? Like they're still fucking artists and it's just a different medium. And so like, I think that like, it's like now is the time when people are actually paying attention and like, uh, like noticing that, you know? And I think that's dope. And especially during like a time when every tour is canceled, like all of these people who were the ones that were building these crazy experiential live shows are out of work. And, and now NFTs are like shining light on them and it's changing people's lives. And it's cool to see all these young people get into it. And it's cool that like, there's so much support for like younger artists coming into the space. And that's, what's exciting to me is like, because compared to the art world, the art world tries to keep everybody out and like tries to keep like artists out. And that's like, when you said like galleries don't take them seriously, it's because, yeah, because they want it to be their own little club. Whereas like the way we're all looking at it, like we're all like, yo, how can we help you? You know? And like, yeah. obviously within reason, like I don't want people just to come in and be like, yo, so I'm like an artist now, like whatever. Like I want to make, I want to make a million dollars. Like, like I saw someone make a million dollars in five minutes and you're like, well, they spent like 12 years of their life, like becoming an artist, learning that style, like, you know, standing out above the crowd, like, never sleeping for weeks at a time and like putting in like, you know, the 10,000 hours that it takes. And then that five minutes is like when it was like the spotlight was on them. You know what I mean? So it's like, they went years and years and years eating ramen and Mac and cheese um, to get to this point, you know, for sure. Well said, dude. Couldn't have said it better myself. I'll step off my high horse now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm like very passionate about this. Like I I know dude. I I see a lot of people coming in and like, I can't tell you how many people I get hit up like so many times a day. And I'm sure like we all do, you know what I mean? Like, like, yo, how do I get like, what's up with NFTs? Like I literally have like a text thread where um, every time someone hits me up, it'll be like, yo, how are you? Like, what's going on? Crazy pandemic, huh? Like, and I'll be like, <laughs> go straight to NFTs after I'll be like, I'll screenshot it before they say it. And I'll be like, I'll text it to like our friend, Chris. And I'll be like, hundred bucks says NFT. It's and then it's like, yeah so like nfts huh like what's what like, and i'm just like yeah nfts yeah, but man. um yeah everyone wants a piece but like you know i get it like rightfully so like there's room for all kinds of angles and stuff but i just it becomes a lot to deal with like uh i get a lot of inbound messages that like i want to reply to everyone but it's like becoming so many that it's like i it'll be like hey there's no I, like there's no time you know like I, and it's like while we're working on the drop and i'm like I, I literally like, I, I can't reply to you right now. Like, but like, I have to say, I can't reply right now. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it gets fucking stressful, but uh, like, then there's the people that like hit me up that are like my actual friends. I've known them for years. They're asking genuine questions or they're asking it the right way. They're coming about it from like an authentic place. And I'm like, 
all right, I got you. Like, let me help you, you know? And I think that's like where it's important. And like, it's, I'm not trying to be like any sort of gatekeeper because I don't really have any power, but like, I'll try to help guide the people who have always supported me, you know, um, or if they're coming from like an authentic way and like want to help the community. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely getting a lot more difficult for platforms to take on artists just because so many people are trying to get in. So I've noticed like a lot of new platforms popping up and I think that's awesome. Like, I think there should be a place that, you know, younger artists, maybe people who are having a difficult time getting into these platforms still have a place to go. You know what I mean? And they can still post their artwork and get, and get recognition and and work their way up. I think that, you know, like same, same thing with like social media and getting noticed, like you can start out somewhere, but if you continue pushing your art and, and moving forward, you'll end up getting recognized. So I still think there needs to be a place where artists can develop and, and continue to release their work, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And like, you know, it doesn't make sense for someone to like day one, get a Nipsey drop, you know, or like get onto super rare because it's like, then it defeats the whole purpose. Like, I, I just think that like, you have to put in the work and it's like, we literally chose this lifestyle with, without any money in sight, you yeah. know, like we all chose this lifestyle just because it was like, well, we, we are artists. Like we have no choice, but to be artists. Like none of us can sit here and work. Like you cannot be an EMT. Like you did it and you're like, this is not me. I'm out. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I'm going to choose this like other route that is way harder to make a living off of. And like, everyone's going to tell me I'm an idiot. Everyone's going to say like, Oh, like there goes your benefits. There goes this and that. Like I had a full-time job making like a salary with benefits and all this shit. And I was like, this shit is not for me. Like, and it was like a creative job. I was an art director for a, a music merchandising company, which was like a huge company. But like, it, still, I was like, I'm an artist. Like I need to make stuff. And for me, you know? And so like, I think that like, if you're an artist, you just, you are an artist and there's no, you have no other option. But we chose this life without any sort of like light at the end of the tunnel. We're just like, well, this is our route. You know what I mean? Like no matter where it ends up, this is what we are. And then I think that a lot of people are just seeing the light in, at the end of the tunnel a lot sooner because it, it's like a shiny gold, like pot, you know, like, exactly. you know, like Ooh, money, yeah. I'll be an artist. And um, like a year ago, I would have had no, I wouldn't even be, been able to comprehend something like this. Like I was honestly fine with just making art and not making a lot of money. I was just happy to be, you know, creating art. And now that this is here, it's like still very difficult for me to comprehend. Like I always feel like I'm going to, wake up from this fucking dream mm-hmm. and, and, and be like doing something shitty you know like um, i hope it's not a dream feel right about this it's like what uh, the fuck is going on like i, I, just, I hope it's not a dream man <laughs> I, I know dude that's <laughs> uh, so genuine and it's so refreshing like because dude we're all in like lockdown you know what i mean like we all have like mm-hmm. so many like demons in our head of like we're stuck at home or with you know this or that like people are losing their jobs like i lost like art shows that were like my my like income you know what I mean the cliche thing is like oh like you know it's like you'll fail and but you got it's about keep going you know and like but it actually is true like if you just keep going things will happen if you just never give up it's crazy we're out here <laughs> it is crazy man so Jan what were you what were you doing before nfts were you what was your main source of income just out of curiosity yeah so I mean hair model I, I, yeah <laughs> Dude, I, I'm really trying. I'm out here trying. Dude, it's but, working, baby. No, it's, it's working. Yeah, so I've kind of gone through different like phases of like my photography career. Pretty early on, I was doing a lot of just like street photography here in New York, and you know, I w- I wasn't like monetizing it that much, but I was like early enough 
that my thing has always been kind of like community, right? It's funny because I was telling one of my friends, like I'm seeing all, everyone I feel like is an incredible, incredible artist. And me, I'm like, I'm a really good observer of things and, and like a documentarian, but I'm also really good at just like fostering and creating community. Right. I'm like, I'm, I'm a community artist, but I was joking. I was like, my nifty drop will be like, and now for my next piece, an NFT me. Right. Like, like, <laughs> it's going to be a ticket for like just friends hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be an NFT uh, performance art. But I was doing a lot of like meetups here in New York uh, early, you know, in, in the early days of Instagram and just like gathering a lot of creative people and, and just like brainstorming and doing like this huge photo shoot where I'd be like, you know, this Saturday, and it was crazy because, you know, first we would do sunset, right? And I'd be like, all right, this Saturday, we're meeting up here like 5 a.m., uh, 5 p.m., right for golden hour, and then we shoot sunset and then like hang out. And, you know, we started getting, it started growing and growing. We get like a ton of people. And then we, we started getting so many people that we had to change it to sunrise because we'd have like three, 400 photographers like mobbing through New York. And then like, when you get that many photographers together, like everyone wants to do something cool. So we had like people hanging off buildings and climbing stuff and like, the police would be like, what the hell is this mob of people? <laughs> you have cameras, what the hell's going on? You're documenting this whole thing. And we started doing sunrises. And then even the sunrises, like, you know, it'd be like pouring. I'd be like 5 a.m., like Long Island City. And we'd be still get like hundreds of people. So, you know, doing that early on caught the attention of a lot of like brands and companies because we were doing it like pretty organically. So I kind of became an ambassador for just like a, a lot of different brands kind of like helping plan events and doing a lot of like community building and ambassadorships. And through that, uh, I started working with Sony. So I was doing kind of like, you know, helping them craft out like a, a community structure for like this new collective that, th that they were building, you know, based around their cameras. And, and, you know, I've been like a user and tester of Sony cameras for like the past like seven years or so. Uh, so I helped them craft this like collective of photographers called the Alpha Collective. And it's kind of like the emerging class of like newer photographers who are like, you know, social media savvy and like are creating all these communities and they're, you know, wherever they're, they're situated. Uh, and then through there, I started just picking up a lot of like marketing, creative direction work and just being an ambassador for like a lot of different brands. So like one of my favorite clients was like Don Julio Tequila, who, you know, I helped, you know, photograph all of their like events and they're very tied into like music culture and, you know, they sponsor a lot of festivals. So honestly, I had like one of the most fun jobs in the world. I got paid to go to festivals and music events and take photos of like people having fun drinking tequila and then document the artists at the same time. So like I started reaching out to a lot of the festivals and being like, hey, like I'm going to be here regardless, you know, doing this work here. Do you need like a staff photographer? And pretty early on, you know, I started, I got connected with the people at Governor's Ball here in New York. And, you know, I, I was one of their primary staff photographers. And then that kind of like sent me into the world of music. And, you know, it's music is something that I've been always like very passionate about. So I was like, interweaving like brand work, creative direction, uh, marketing, and then a lot of like music festival, uh, music artists. And then I have like this whole other connection to like the hip hop world through a lot of different artists. Cause I was like, when I started doing photography heavy here, uh, I was going to a lot of like the underground, you know, dinky like underground hip hop shows. So, you know, during like the, the main like blog era. So I have like all these photos and connections from like that era. So yeah, it became kind of just like a combination of a lot of different types of photography and, uh, you know, mixed with music and creative direction. Uh, but all of that, and it was crazy because last year was supposed to be like, you know, the best year of my career. We had like all these crazy, you know, partnerships planned. We were going to plan something huge for Coachella, a bunch of activations. 
uh, we were, I was going to have like a long-term deal with like a bunch of different companies helping them out. And then it all just like, you know, got shut down and everything just, sure. I literally lost like over 90% of my work. So it was kind of crazy, but, you know, I was lucky that, you know, being Venezuelan, someone explained to me, sat me down in like, you know, 2017 and was like, you need to pay attention to this like Bitcoin stuff. It's like relates directly to a lot of like the inflation and corruption problems that are going on in Venezuela. And like, once someone sat me down and explained it, I was like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. Like inflation is what wrecked our, our country and like corruption is the reason why like I had to leave. So crypto just made sense to me. And I'm like, I have a very addictive personality. So like, you know, as soon as I learned about it, I was like, yes, I'm all in. And I just like started learning and nonstop. And then, you know, the crash happened and the bear market. And I just like truly believe. So I just kept learning and, you know, being in all these crazy telegram channels, like learning from all these people. And, you know, it was kind of like tough to manage for the few years, but like I kept investing, I kept learning about the space. And then with the pandemic, just being home just gave me the time to like, okay, like I'm home now. I might as well just like fully dive back into the space, especially once like the government started like printing trillions of dollars and like validating the use case for all this stuff, you know? So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like lean into this now because I'm home. And then, you know, started seeing the whole NFT conversation happening uh, in this, you know, spring or like, you know, when I was bubbling up, and I was like, oh, this is interesting because now it's like, you know, art and blockchain. It's like my two favorite things. Yeah, so kind of like it adds, a, it it. adds like a, it adds an extra layer to like what, you know, is already interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I leaned in pretty early and I found that there was this void between, uh, you know, hardcore blockchain developers and, you know, investors needing artists, you know. And so it was like this perfect thing where like I have all these friends who are like super galaxy brain crypto people and then I have a bunch of creative artist friends who are all broke because of the pandemic and they both need each other so I was like all right let's form this collective and start making NFTs uh, and I just personally didn't dip my toes because of like that imposter syndrome like is photography like all this crazy 3d work like I'm seeing people build out these insane worlds and I'm here like click <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man I'm doing I'm like I'm very analog too like all, a lot of my shit comes from old magazines and you know like there's still a very analog element to my work i think there's a place for everyone here man like, yeah yeah i mean now I understand like, I'm, not, I'm not a three i mean i i use 3d shit for like the blouse stuff and 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 that and like i know how to do it but I, per, my personal work is very analog and and i you know and like it's still accepted so i think no matter what type of art you do there's a place for it here you know yeah, yeah I, now I, I agree really i agree cool. as long as it's coming from a legit place then it's going to be, you know, received that way as well. Um, I had a question for you, Slime, like with like the Slime Sunday brand, right? Like the the art side, obviously it's different from like the SS Blau stuff, right? Do you ever like kind of mix the two and like certain, like, because a lot of the stuff you do um, is is mostly stills, right? For the, for Slime. Are, are you ever going to like do some more animation or 3d kind of stuff like that i've had this like thought about this like do i start animating slime sunday stuff and i kind of just thought like maybe i won't maybe i'll just leave slime sunday as it is just because like it's already developed into what it is and it's kind of hard to move away from that but i like having like the creative ability to go outside of slime sunday and be part of something different that gives me the ability to kind of change styles a bit but I am interested in exploring new things in this space. I definitely think that I will start releasing art that's not tailored to Instagram and is more tailored to like shit that I want 
to explore more, you know, and instead of going after likes, like trying to sit down and really like think about art a little bit more for sure. I was just gonna say, I love that. We just like the thought <laughs> is to not like, it, it used to be like, Oh, I hope this gets likes. And now that thought is just out the window. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Like it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say like, I love how this space allows for creative freedom, right? Because now you see that you don't have to cater again to like a social media or something. You cater directly to the people that relate to your work. And then it's kind of like a thing of, well, you know, I feel very passionately about this new thing that I made. It might not be my style that you're used to. It might not be, you know, what I'm known for, but it's something that like me as an artist, you know, I've evolved into trying something new. And I think I'm seeing a lot more artists that are like encouraged now, whereas like before it was like, no, stick to your thing. I'm seeing now a lot of more artists are encouraged to like learn something new and like add to the repertoire and like, you know, experiment a little more. And, and I think that's like the way art should be. Like everyone should be encouraged to like try new things and experiment. Yeah. And there's no, there's no algorithm controlling, you know, your artwork now. It's like these, there's actual people looking at it and it's being, it's being accepted by people instead of, you know, being controlled by an algorithm, which I find much more valuable. I a hundred percent with you. Like, it's just like, as artists, your whole concept is just to create. And now like once there's like an algorithm element where someone's like, Ooh, like I see this is doing well, let me just take away most of their like attention and put it. And we're just like, well, shit, like we worked so hard to get that attention. You know what I mean? And now there's like, becomes like such like a mental head fuck for us. Yeah. It's like do it on purpose. Yeah. It fucked with me for a while. Like, and then you just kind of realize it, that, 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 that they're doing it on purpose to make you want it's, it's like, the whole have you ever watched that video of like the the facebook and instagram reps talking like they quit their jobs and now they're talking about how, what they used to do at facebook and instagram and they're talking about how they like studied psychology and drug addiction and they found a way to basically hack people's brains by giving them little doses of like likes and shit and it like makes you addicted to the platform you know so it's fucking sketchy man and i'm so yeah, glad I mean, that they- i'm like not releasing art as much there anymore and i'm focusing more on creating shit that I like and not tailoring it to fucking hijack an algorithm. hundred percent. I think like the goal for, for like me is to literally not have to have social media. Yeah. Like if you can get to a place where you're just like, whenever you put something out, it's, it's received, you know, and you don't have to like worry about like gaming the system and stuff like that. Like that's the ultimate goal because like we just, at the end of the day, want to be artists and not like tech you know, coders, like, I don't know how to do, like, I don't know how to beat the algorithm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like some guy who's like hacking shit and, you know, can figure it out. But like, I think that they want you to pay for boosts and like, they want you to like promote this post and da 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 da. And like, it sucks. It's like, it, cause it takes like literally the art away from it. And then like, what happens is like, okay, cool. Like I post like a red painting. Right. And then that one gets like X amount of likes and it's like a high engagement. So now I'm like, oh shit, should I paint another red one? Cause that's what people like, you know? And then <laughs> yeah, yeah. you start to kind of, it like forces you to try and like go that way. And, um, and that's takes the whole creative process out of it. And I, I just hate all that shit. So I'm so happy that like, essentially we're like taking the power back. And I think that's great. Yeah, dude. I hope all these platforms get wrecked. Instagram could have implemented this if they wanted to, or other social media platforms, if it, you know, gave some respect to the artists that's where they fucked up. And now, you know, like we're, we're showing them what's good. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the way I look at it is like, I'll never leave Instagram. Right. Because it's like, 
it's still a tool for me and a platform and like a show a way to showcase my art, but I'll never have to like fully rely on it. And I think that like any artist that, that has to fully rely on any one platform is kind of like doomed at some point because you have to like adapt to their rules and how they change things and da da da. And like, if you're stuck there, like, I mean, look, even if like, even if you're deciding to only be on super rare, only be on nifty or, you know, all any one of these platforms, I think that like, it's smart and important to like, diversify throughout the platforms so that you're not stuck on one. And that's the same with Instagram. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I have like other social media platforms, but it's like, imagine if like I was only popular on Twitter or something, you know what I mean? And then like nothing else, like that would suck, you know, like, and I had to like only do like certain things that like were limited to like what Twitter would let me do. But the fact that we can kind of just be like, Oh, well, we don't need social media. I mean, we do need social media, but like, we don't need it. Like how they think we need it now, you know? Yeah, man. It feels good for sure. It does feel good. What about you guys? I want to hear more about you guys like collecting and how you guys kind of see the space evolving, even from like when, when you started collecting. I remember when Mike told me about it and it was just a gut reaction that it just made sense to what he was doing. And he told me about the people drop. I think that was coming in before his in early November. And, um, it just made sense. And then I looked at it as I'm just investing in him and worst case, he just gets my money and I have his art. So that's, um, <laughs> Larry got the first, my first, uh, one of one auction on nifty. So, and he's still, how much, how much are you talking? 4,100. Uh, yeah. 4,100. He got it for 4,100. So, what a steal. What? Like imagine the day. And by the way, that was probably like, Oh my God, yeah. I can't believe like <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. It was, it was, I was golfing. It was like right in the, in the middle of a hole and I won and I was so pumped. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> never forget that. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. I mean, dude, like we did our collab in December, me and JN, and we were just like, I remember like never <laughs> having that feeling before of like yeah. refreshing and just being like, Oh my God, like what is happening? Like this yeah. can't be real. And then like three weeks later, it's like, now our drop looks like, you know, like absolute garbage to like <laughs> compare man it's accelerating you know what i mean and it's crazy like and i don't i don't want to get caught up in the money side you know what i mean like but like it's just like i we were happy back then like we were like this is enough like we we're so grateful for this community and just everything and i remember just being like watching and just i remember that's so funny so my wife's pregnant and so she has like an like a weird sleep schedule and so like i remember she like like and it's a thing where she doesn't get like a ton of sleep at night so like if she falls asleep it's like don't wake her up. Like, and she fell asleep, uh, during our drop, like right before. And I was just like, she's on the like couch over here. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. and I'm like, try not to wake her. And then she'd be like, how's it going? You know what I mean? Cause she didn't like, she didn't fully get what it was yet at the time. And I was just like, uh, really, really good. You know, like, Oh my God. And then it's so funny. And like, um, so I like me and Jan just were so grateful. I just remember like, texting each other and just being like oh my god we're so grateful for this this is the best thing and like and then just to see what it's turned into is quite insane so like the full reality is like i have no expectations of our drop and i just like i keep pushing away when people are like oh it's gonna do this or it's that or whatever but i just like the way that i'm looking at it is that we're just like grateful to be in the space and like like happy that we can you know be here and be part of this like really cool thing yeah, for sure. There's tons of people who are trying to get in and yeah, you got to feel blessed that you're even in here in the first place, you know, yeah. like that in itself is a blessing for sure. And then, yeah, back to the collecting, like both 
both Larry and Tyler are like heavy collectors now showing up at showing up at every drop. <laughs> heavy collectors is tough. I think I have like 11. Are you, are you 888 or triple eight? <laughs> this is yeah, triple eight no, and whale shark here. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We're two of the eights and there's one more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anonymous it's Mike. Each one is an eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. So. This comes out and it's called the triple eight podcast. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> then we dropped it as a nifty yeah oh shit. yeah <laughs> no the reality is like i didn't really have a lot of um you know extra income to be you know investing in art like larry dropping 4k was like unbelievable at, back in like october <laughs> november um but i looked at it as an investment opportunity where i thought it would be better to invest in artist future rather than like the stock market you know like and I'm glad I went that route too. Like I, I've never downloaded Robinhood, and like after that bullshit with GameStop, I probably never will. Just you can't name your company that and then do the opposite. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Deal for the poor. Stop. Yeah. Give to the rich. <laughs> yeah. Not, that's not how it works. That's not the saying. So like I thought it would be like I got in to do like quick flipping, and then quickly realized that yeah, you can make a buck that way, but. I really want to collect the artists you like. Cause even then, if it doesn't resell later on, like at least you have something that you enjoy. And I can really see this down the line, being able to display the things that I own in my house. So that's really what I'm waiting on at this point. Like I love having my digital collection on Nifty Gateway and I have one piece on super right now, but I want to put it in my house, you know, and I think we're close. Yeah. One thing that um, for me is like, I, I started collecting. It's a crazy thing because like, I'll be like, all right, I'm buying a $600 Slime Sunday book open thing. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm doing this, you know? And then like, <laughs> um, I remember like buying it and then I was like, that's fucking awesome. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to put this up for like, put it on sale for like, I don't know, four grand, you know, like, just like, like, cause no one will buy it. I'll just put it's it up because like it, it's, it's fucking sold, dude. <laughs> And I was so bummed because I got an email. Like, it's like one of those things where you like kind of like forget about it. And you're just like, what? like at the time it was like, (laughs) oh, well, I'll just put this for like $4,000. You know what I mean? Like that's what his one of one went for. How will it possibly be worth that much? But Right. And then you're like, I mean, and look, this exploded like so quick, you know, (laughs) that you're kind of like, I'm so busy with other shit that I'm not like looking at, I forget what I have for sale. I just put shit up for sale. Like, at a top level where I'm like, no one's going to buy that, like, or whatever, or like it helps the artist because it like sets their price at a certain thing. And like, you know, whatever. And then um, it sold. And I was like, Oh man. And I like feel bad because it sold, but more than feeling bad, I'm bummed because now I'm, I don't have the book. And I remember even like early, like when we got connected, I was like, when did that book ship? Yeah. Like that shit. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, if you sell it, you don't get the book. And I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm keeping it then. Um, but if anything, I'm stoked that you made uh, a few extra bucks off my shit. And that's kind of like the general consensus with like, with all the artists, because I always ask them like, how do you feel when, when people do that? And, um, it's always like, well, it's great because now we make money together. If I sold it for 4k, that just at least means like at the very least it's someone bought it for 4k and now it's like up here and you know what I mean? And then now it's like, think of what, like, what's it at now? I think 7k was it. Yeah. It's hit hit 12. Yeah. When the book comes or is about to come, that should. Did you do a snapshot where people like registered it already or no? No, we're so everything has gone into production. As soon as the books get to my house, I'm going to hit up Tommy and be like, yo, it's time to ship now. Time. And that's what I'm going to announce. Like, all right. So it's time to go buy it and then get the book. 
Yeah, you. Yeah, whoever has it at the time when I ship it, they'll get the book. So I'm Amazing. just gonna make. So just hold I'm, off until like March 12th. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's funny because um, my, our friend like had a Beeple that he had got for like 800 bucks or whatever, and then <laughs> sold it for like 45 grand or something. You know. What I, mean? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I sold mine for three. Three thousand. Yeah, right away. Oh. Within within two minutes of getting. He was it. like the first. He you were the first sale. Right? Oh, guest. I was the first Dude. resale. Our friend was the first one to sell a Beeple to Triple uh, Eight oh, for forty five thousand. And so what? But he got the physical before. Um, uh, and so he still has it. And I was like, that's. I'm curious because like he has the physical, right? And I was like, how much would you sell that for? And yeah. I was like, would you sell that for forty k? And he's like, no. And he's like, now I'd sell this for a hundred k. Yeah. Because now, like, those are up so high. You know what I mean? Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry, but there's no rules. <laughs> yeah. There's no rules. Yeah. All right. We should go back and see, like, where that people is now. I don't want you... to. I <laughs> try to advert. <laughs> I try to advert. Forward. We're not going backwards. Just to go uh, all right. No, I'll send it to you. In, and um, I won't tell you. you. Track it. I'm, I just won't scroll all the way to the right on the screen. So <laughs> um, it's fine. I did that with, um, no, that feeling of selling something without realizing that you meant to sell it at like a set price. When I went 1300, I had it set for 1300 on last stand and I, someone bought it. I was like, Oh shit. And that, and that and it, it, instant regret. It was just like, fuck, damn it. Because you know, like what when someone, if this was like Etsy or eBay, you know, like you could be like, like someone could be like, Oh, Hey, like uh, I'm going to buy that. And you're, you can, you kind of have that, like, actually it's not for sale anymore. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, you, like yeah. I, Oh, I got this email. Oh, someone put an offer in. You're like, Oh wait, someone wants to buy that for what I'm asking. And you're like, Oh wait, no, I don't want to sell that. You know, but like with nifty, it's just kind of like, <laughs> like, that's, what's funny. Oh, and like, I think a lot of people like in a way it's good because it's like the people who are coming in on the second market who maybe missed it um, can come in and be like lurking around the second market and just being like, uh, yeah, like I'm going to go see who's like, who forgot about these. And like, another friend of ours, yeah, Big yeah, workers. Another, yeah. A, another friend of mine, like, uh, he sold a Beeple for six thousand bucks, and um, he had forgot, or he it was six. He put like six nine, six nine, six nine. You know, like, and so, and one, and that caught people's attention. You know, and then two, it's like that's at the time it was a low price, and it was before, like, it was like right at the like the wave. Wait, what's happening in the second market right now? Like, remember that time when you're just like, wait, yeah. something's like something's going on. Like, people mm -hmm. know something. You know, like. Yep. You see it the floor like get scooped up where like everything on the bottom is just getting sometimes triple H buying three at a time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a tip Crazy. off to us. We're like, oh, it's, he knows something. Something's happened. Yeah. 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 Triple H is quickly becoming a legend. You just watch the secondary. He comes in and just fucking scoops, just picks up yeah. like, like 15 things at once. It's nuts. I love watching that dude go at it. <laughs> you know what? It's funny that you mentioned the stock market earlier because like I was thinking about it too. And it's like, do I want to be like a flipper, you know what I mean? Like, am I a flipper, even though I'm an artist? And I was like, well, I'm technically flipping people's art, right? But I was like, imagine if, like day trading at the stock market, but like, instead of helping like Procter and Gamble and all this stuff, it's like, it's going into an artist, you yeah, know, an art, it's helping there. the artist at the end of the day. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. And like, um, I showed up for slime on day one, right? Like, that's like yeah. the way I look at it. Like I was there day one, I helped it, I promoted it. You know what I mean? I did like that. And now it's someone else's sadly. Um, and they get to enjoy the book. It would be funny if like, I wish that there was a way for someone to get the book that was supposed to be mine and have it be like, I wish you could like figure out which one it is. And then the one you send to them, you're like, 
this was thank you X's, but here you go. Like you sign it to them. <laughs> yeah, That's we probably doable. That, we should do that. Let me see. Public ledger. Yeah. 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 We can find out who is it, who it's going to. Cause you can <laughs> see the resales, dude. <laughs> so what are you guys Wait, thoughts on like the price of open editions? You know, how many you want to sell, you know, like trying to keep the scarcity, like you guys were talking about are open editions, like a different ball game. Cause it's like, I want this to be in as many hands as possible. Yeah. I think that's how we originally thought of the first one in particular, because like we wanted it to be super accessible and we were like, you know, t- trying to, get a lot of people into the space right and like onboard them and it's weird to like it's, for me it would have been weird to explain to a friend like yeah you know i'm dropping this digital art on the blockchain and it's like this photo and then we animate it and yeah by the way it's like three thousand dollars right <laughs> like then, you know that's like a hard sell for a lot of people in, in december especially like in december that would have been like wild like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we wanted our first one to just be something that you know a lot of people had access to so so we priced it pretty uh, I, I think it was a really good rate. We did $199, uh, which at the time we saw was actually, I'm like, ooh, you know. Jose, I don't know if you remember, but we almost did $99. Yeah, yeah. We, we, and I yeah. felt really bad. I was like, oh man, will people pay this? You know, like, I don't know. And I know we were like super <laughs> nervous. And oh, yeah, we, we ended up selling two. like 205 of them. Yeah. And then what surprised me was like, I had people hitting me up on Instagram. And, you know, like Instagram, I, I, I was one of those people like, uh, you know, Slime Sunday, where like I, I was posting just nonstop all the time, and like I, I shoot a lot of photos. I was on the camera on me, so I had like terabytes of photos. Like I could post unreleased photos, probably like five a day for the rest of my life, and I still have leftover. And but I never really did like any crazy print sales, or like you know, I did one through a gallery that was really nice and like was a big deal. And then they were like, you know, only fifty, and that's it. And then anything else I've done that has like edition numbers has been for charity. And I've like very deliberately done that just because like in my mind, I'm like, you know, I'll give a lot of stuff for free, but like one day I'll kind of do like something bigger. So when I did this drop, I kind of like promoted it as like, well, this is going to be one of those times where like I do a limited edition thing that's like, you know, heavy, super backbiting. Uh, and I put it on Instagram and it was crazy. Like a few days after people are hitting me up like, yo, like, I don't know what the hell this is, but like I bought one because you like, you, you haven't like, you know, you, you never really promote and you never ask money from people like, I've never sold presets. I've never done any of those things to like ask for money from people. Like my ethos is like, I'll take money from like brands and companies. Like I don't want regular people giving their money. So it, it was like very surprising that all these friends of mine like supported not knowing they're like, yeah, I made a Nifty account. That's from a bank. It was kind of crazy, but like I bought one. Thanks. And I was like, oh, amazing. And then that like put that like incentive in me to like, oh, I got to make it worth their while now. Like I got to make sure this like, yeah, you know, goes crazy. That's like sad. it gives you that like, you know, I got to make sure that now this, they invested in me. So now I got to, make sure that you know they're they're rewarded for this for for believing in me so you know that's part of the reason why like once i realized that and, and you know I, I just kind of like fully dove into the community and like i'm really good at hyping other people's stuff i'm like an amazing cheerleader for artists like if you haven't noticed like my feed is just like yeah this is so far and this guy's crazy <laughs> and this is amazing like i can hype people up all day and it's funny because like i'll do that and then like ryan's like dude have you like retweeted our stuff i'm like like i feel a little weird like anytime <laughs> it comes time to like hype ourselves up i'm like yeah, yeah um but now like, these people have I sold to, i just like, get nervous i just get so nervous yeah. like talking about my own shit you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but now all these people are like you know I, I actually got a random message from one of like my high school friends and it was like a, a dm on instagram and it was a video and it was something that like i haven't never sent this through like a video message ever he's like dude holy shit 
I just like, I didn't, I didn't tell you, but I, I, I got lucky and I scooped up one of your city canyons and I had like, I put it up on sale for $7,000 and I just came back and it sold. And you know, it was like originally 500. So this is like more than a 10 X. And he was like, dude, I'm freaking out right now. Like, hell, this, this is crazy. And I was like, yeah, like, I was so hyped, you know? Yeah. That um, feels good, man. When you're, when people are making money off your shit, you know, it's like, so it feels like it gives you a purpose where before you're just fucking making art for yourself. Now it's like, you can actually make people's days, you know, when they, if they can mm-hmm. sell something of yours, it's fucking awesome. That's a collective of mine. It's wild because it just, it hooks you because immediately if you sell something and make 7,000, I, I don't take the profit out. I turn around and put it back into buying more <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> the collection and, and just that's keeps why, getting bigger. And that's why this, that's why like people say this is a bubble, but like a bubble is like, okay, cool. I made seven grand. Take it out. I made seven grand. Take it out. It's like, Oh, I made seven grand. Okay, six grand's going in. You know what I mean? Like I'm putting, like I'm buying yeah, it. Exactly. It's, it's all like yeah. a cycle. So it's not like, it's not like we're just like hitting it and you know running. It's like we're putting it back in. Yeah. So for uh, this one, it's crazy because like now we're we had this dilemma where like you know the opens we still kind of want to make them accessible, but at the same time like we've been working really hard at you know just on the drop and like being a part of the community and like doing everything. So it's like, oh man, if you make it too accessible, now you're gonna have a really high number of of pieces on there which might drive the secondary value down which in turn is letting down these people that are investing in your second drop exactly right? so, yeah. so yeah. now you have to find this balance of like okay well we're grateful that the price you know price went up now but it's because we we want to stay true to the people that you know believe in us and support us and, and invest in us so we got to like try to drive that number down so you know, we were talking last week uh, or a few days ago and just like what pricing this should be. And I was like, yeah, but like, I want people to be able to support. But like, we also, and it was like this dynamic where- Yeah, you know, what about the people like who supported us directions. early on? Yeah, we got to support them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. It's true. So, yeah. It seems like the norm yeah. now is, you know, a grand or a little under that for open editions these days. And I don't know if that's just, you know, most people are on their second or third drop at this point or- I mean, I've seen people do their first drops and have $1,000 open editions. So it might just be the market price at this point with the amount of users that are on there. Yeah, I think it's the volume yeah. because then there's that thing that like, you know, right now, if you have too much volume on some of these marketplaces, the thing will crash. Yeah. So you almost have to raise prices to drive some people out so they can like handle that amount of traffic. Uh, and and it's, it's on all marketplaces. Like all marketplaces are hiring like maniacs right now, that, you know, engineers and developers. Yeah, because they need to be able to keep up and, and scale properly. And, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, if people are willing to pay this much for our art, like, you know, we shouldn't like undervalue ourselves by, by any means. For sure. Uh, yeah. And I think I think that like we have earned a certain like our second market has kind of proven to what um, it like sets the value. And we didn't have anything to do with that necessarily. I mean, we didn't like we priced it at what it was and now it's selling for a certain amount. And so um, we want to be respective to the like early collectors. And um, yeah, so for this drop, we're actually doing uh, like a little higher pricing. Cause I think that what like we, we do still want to keep it scarce at the same time, even though we want it to be accessible. So it's like, we're, we're trying to keep it as accessible as we can. Like Nifty definitely tried to like, um, they wanted like us to go a little higher, but we were like, well, yeah, I hear you, but you know, we we're in this for the long haul and we don't want to just like, capitalize on the volume necessarily but that being said we're doing 1500 and <laughs> 3500 for the oh. opens yeah so i mean you know you are seeing people come in day one and doing like 999 with our secondary market what it's done we we just want to like let that kind of set the price no i think that's completely fair 
Yeah. 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 It doesn't seem outrageous at all. No, yeah. that's, that's the norm now for sure. And, you know, I, I feel grateful that I got into this October, November, which I'm calling early at this point. Hey, because, isn't that crazy? Like early was only a couple months ago. Right. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. I, like I said, I didn't have a lot of money to throw around. So it's almost like yeah. collectors that didn't get in on that first wave kind of have to start at Maker's Place or Foundation, like collecting off of the larger platforms and start maybe moving some of those pieces to get enough to buy something from these more coveted drops from the artists that have been established for a little bit longer. And it kind of just makes sense. We got rewarded for being early. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, I mean, I feel bad because a lot of artists hit me up and they're like, yo, can you intro me to Nifty? And I was like, dude, I mean, I literally send stuff. I've sent stuff to Nifty. And like, even if you get approved at this point, you're not looking at a drop for like three or four months, whether you apply online or whether you like try to cut the line by going through someone like us, like, it's not like it's like instant if we send it, you know what I mean? Like it's still like gets put in the line and um, they're busy. Oh, dude. Yeah. Fucking I, there's a, there's an artist that like literally all of us have submitted like to, to try and be on the platform that we just think is like the most deserving and i'll say it it's rio um like we all fuck with rio so hard and like we've all hit like everyone at nifty and it's good i i think it will happen but it's just like one of those things where like you know like stars have to align you know uh it just has to be like the right thing and there's it's not just about like this art is good it's like yeah i know but like you know this artist is also good and this artist is also amazing and this artist has been doing this for like 15 years and you know what i mean so yeah for um, sure. i think a lot of people forget that part and they think like oh well i'm like a visual effects designer and <laughs> i make stuff for a dj you know and so i i can make good shit and it's like yeah i know but like you also have to understand that like you know these people have had 10 years on you you know what i mean and so um it just goes back to that thing of paying your dues and um look, like, I don't think that that always the right thing, like, because like people like Fawocious, who's just like, you know, a superstar and like an anomaly, like that doesn't, that doesn't happen for everybody. But I think what happens is like, it puts kind of like a false thing out there where like, everyone's like, oh, well, like this 18 year old kid did it. Like I can do it. Like, but it's really like, there's so much more to that situation. And like, you know, it's not everyone gets to be like what ferocious is like, none of us are ferocious. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's doing shit that like beyond and like, so it, it's, it's different, but like people will just look at it and everyone's going to look at this and be like, Oh, easy money. Like five minutes, yeah, this person made sure. hundreds of thousands of dollars or this person made a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, whatever it is. But like, it's so, it's like not easy. Like, dude, Mike, how much fucking sleep do you get? Like, like we're all so fucking sure. tired. I've done, I've done zooms. I've done like zooms and like Google hangout meets. Like every time I'm wearing like the same exact clothes, I'm like, I can't remember. Yeah. I, I shower. Did I shower today? Like I should probably shower. I'm I, the I same figured, boat, you know, dude. Same boat. Like haven't left my office in a fucking week. It's crazy. Just trying to get yeah. this shit done. This is the lifestyle we chose though. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Getting that amount of money as well. Like takes that one stressor out of your life and then you can focus back into making more art like once that part's out of the way like you never really have to worry about money again these are good income streams i mean we were talking about it the these contracts with nifty are like these royalties are for life for the ever yeah. existence of these nfts like do your as long ancestors as it stays on the platform i will yeah. say like i'm fucking just as stressed out as i am before i came in here if not more like <laughs> I, I actually, I, that, that's like what, like my thought process is like, cause now like, okay, slime Sunday did this. And then it's like, okay, like now what, you know, it's like, <laughs> like beat that, you know, like you have to like always, it's like, 
imagine you have like the biggest song in the in the world and then like your next song now has to be the biggest song in the world or else you're like a failure you know like not that that's true and i don't think that's true but like if mad dog comes and like doesn't make four million dollars next time like are people gonna like say things and it's like it's our vision is so skewed now like someone i saw like in a on like the nifty discord today like i was watching it and someone was like oh my gosh like this artist only did like this hundred you know only a couple hundred thousand dollars on their drop and i'm just like dude that's a couple hundred thousand dollars that is like life-changing money like just because someone made a million you know like doesn't change that like like all of this is so much money and like i think people's vision is so like skewed and it's funny because like actually i was asking jose because he has such a beautiful setup i was like hey i want a camera for like this kind of stuff and um he's like yeah i'm like "I, i want like a cheap one i'm not like you know whatever and then he's like, all right, yeah, use this one. This one's really good. It's like a basic level one. And he sends it to me, it's like $750. I was like, what? So I did, I'm like, is there like a hundred dollar one? And then um, our friend Chris goes, you literally just bought an NFT for 777 and you're not, ta- and like, this is cheaper than the <laughs> like, like this. And I was like, and, like without every even NFT thinking about it, without even thinking about it, I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to buy it. Too much lags open. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and exactly. then, uh, <laughs> but then as soon as it's like a camera, I'm like, something that like I probably cam- use like very often for like often, professional And it's going to change my life taking photos of my own art. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's, it's actually like a beneficial thing to my life. But like, I'm like, I don't know. Is there like a $200 one? You know, like, that, happened, <laughs> that happened to me right before we came down here to do the podcast. My wife's booking a flight for us right now. And she said, Oh, we can take this certain one. It's like 700 bucks. And I was like, no way, find a cheaper flight. Yeah. And he was I'll like, did you... yeah. my red eye. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, did you just spend $700 like that? Like, <laughs> I didn't think uh, twice. But to your point, I don't, I think we have to avoid making money the new Instagram algorithm that forces people creatively yeah. to do something just for the money, you know? So I think we, as collectors too, have to put less importance on like, how much money people are pulling in each drop and making sure that they double that every time, you know, like the money's not 100% the whole package, you know, like we're looking for new cool art that's kind of in the same style or a riff on a different style from the same artists that we like to collect, you know? Yeah. And I think that like, look in the history books, like they'll have to teach this at some point, you know what I mean? Like this is what happened right now. Like this is the biggest transfer of wealth to artists, even like, by the way, it was the biggest transfer of wealth, like in December, like literally, and like, I feel lucky that we're part of this wave, you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy to like that. I'm going to like tell my kid about this, you know? Yeah. Um, so Jay, and what's the next wave? So I know you're big into crypto stuff. We don't think that NFTs will be on the Ethereum blockchain forever. Right. I mean, the gas fees are kind of high and we know we're moving to Ethereum too soon. Like, where does this end up? And like, how do we get the NFTs that were from Ethereum onto these other chains that they're going to eventually end up on, I would imagine. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more interoperability as time progresses. And already now you can do things like, you know, if you want to take Bitcoin and put it kind of like on the Ethereum network, you get wrapped Bitcoin, right? WBTC or RENBTC. So this is just like the, the, the representation of BTC on another blockchain. And there are other assets which you can, you know, quote unquote, wrap and bring into, you know, other Uh, protocols. So I think we're going to see the emergence of a lot of interoperable NFTs. And I think there are already a few uh, marketplaces that are working on being uh, multi-chain. I know OpenSea just integrated like a flow network into their their protocols. So I think it's, you know, it's crazy for me seeing, uh, you know, like when I entered this space, like even just sending 
Ethereum from one wallet to another. It was like, dude, I felt like a computer science hacker major anonymous, like that's what kept me out for so long. The thing and writing down the thing, and I was like, and it would take like thirty steps and the two two FA here and Aussie there, and and it was like such a crazy process just to send a little bit of ETH from one wallet to the other. And now coming back, now you're like interacting with all these like Web three sites, like you know, I have like twenty tabs open, and I would say like nineteen of them are Web three sites, and I'm like connecting my wallet like playing a, a video game that you know spits out nfts and then going here and checking like my d5 balances on this thing on web3 so i i think you know as the development grows uh we're gonna see web 3.0 you know integrated to a lot of just websites natively and that's when the fun is going to start where we're going to start to see you know nfts as keys to unlock things or nfts as like clues or NX- nfts with like incentives to reward uh, you know your fan base and you know all of these things with social tokens and you're starting to see DeFi do a lot of really cool interesting things in there but I, I don't even think we began to scratch uh, the surface of like the potential that, that's going to be done and then like you know when you have people like too much lag like innovating and coming up with all these like new techniques and things where like you know this series has a certain level of rarity that will and will then unlock a specific part of the story you, you know, saw you, you I, put I, a Bitcoin into an NFT. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. thinking. He's thinking ahead, man. I've always exactly. said that about him. Yeah, he's a smart Yeah, no, and it's really cool. He, he's so smart in the way he's like thinking about it. I think it's how a lot of people should be like navigating the space because I think it's, you know, yes, we're very lucky to have been early and know about this stuff like first and a lot of people. But I think because of that, it falls on us to like, you know, stay ahead of the of the game and kind of like innovate. And, you know, I think that's why like Blau is so important because like he could have just kept doing drops on Nifty forever mm-hmm. and kept thriving, right? But like he innovated and worked with like Origin Protocol to like have his own marketplace, right? So like now that just opens that idea for other artists, like, well, maybe I don't need to go through a distribution center. I Maybe I could, I could be my own distribution. Kings you of know? Leon, they're dropping an NFT so album doing, right after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're going to start to see a lot more of that. And then when real world events come back, we're, I think we're going to see integration everywhere. Like I could see like NFT scavenger hunts where you just hide QR codes around the city. Right. That's and you're like, fun. all right, connect all the NFTs. And, you know, wherever you go, like, you know, there's places in New York that kind of have that like location based geomapping. So you just like scan a QR code and get like this AR filter that's only there. And then you collect an NFT that unlocks a clue to go somewhere else and like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be nutty, man. To see you hide like, the seed words, you hide the seed words around, and then there's something in a locked wallet somewhere that you can go hunt down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it. then also like, uh, I don't know if you've seen projects like uh, Terra Virtual. Terra Virtual is one of like my favorite emerging NFT projects because they're crafting these virtual galleries where you'll be able to create your own kind of like fan cave or gallery space to display all types of NFTs, right? So not only the art. But imagine like, you know, you have this virtual world where you're like, oh, yeah, this is my NBA. You know, you have like a, a basketball court and like, yeah, these are all my NBA Top Shot moments and you're able to see them there. And then you look over here and like, oh, yeah, these are all my like NFT sneaker collection. And over there, I was like, this is my art gallery. And this is like my Street Fighter trading card set. And you can like just put your whole collectible NFT thing into one world and I can just invite you all. I'm like, yeah, you guys want to have like, you know, a quick showing of my collection space. <laughs> that's what Terra Virtual is doing and it's like I, I think it's gonna be so sick and you know I, I've already seen like a few of the virtual galleries and it's like as that technology gets better like everything's gonna become more and more uh immersive and that's when like 
shit's gonna start to get trippy i think do they have their own currency like mana and decentraland terra virtual so they have a token called tvk uh that's actually been doing really well that's really uh, yeah i want to know that so i can go invest <laughs> a little bit in that maybe yeah yeah tvk is really cool uh there's another there's like a, a platform called portion that's really cool uh and then we're gonna i think we're gonna start to see like index funds and, and the fractionalizing of nfts as investments you know like the b20 mm-hmm. token i think that's just that's- the beginning I thought that was the whole point of being a non-fungible token, right? They're going to break that yeah. up too. They'll find a way. <laughs> Everybody will be ready on the 11th and the 12th. Ryan, yeah. Jose, it's been awesome. Oh, yeah. Really appreciate your time, guys, yeah. just chopping it up. We'll have to do a reunion pod where we just talk to all of our season one guests. I love <laughs> it. Yeah, thank yeah, you so much for it. having us. Yeah, fun. for sure, just, dude. I mean, it's, it's nice to have interaction, you know? I love it. <laughs> thank you. Well, we appreciate cool, guys. it. Cool, guys. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah guys. Thanks, yeah, fellas. Come back anytime. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. Peace. Bye, guys. Thanks. Later, Piz. Later.